0: What's your name?
1: Anne Marie Whitaker.
0: Anne Marie, tell us a bit about where you're from.
1: I grew up in Sandy, Utah, and lived in the same house my whole life until I got married. So, didn't move around much. So, that's kind of just basic where I'm from.
0: And uh, what are you doing right now?
1: I'm going to school at the University of Utah, doing my undergraduate work in history.
0: History. Fun. Well, um, let's start out by having you talk a little bit about your spiritual journey from let's say the teen years to now. If you had to sort of highlight what might have been unique about your journey, what would you, what would you mention?
1: Um, I think starting in my teen years, well my whole growing up would consider myself very, very faithful, whatever anybody told me. like questioning just didn't come up because what everybody told me was like a really lovely story and I really liked it and I did have lots of what I would say spiritual experiences and witnesses that what I was hearing was true and um, uh, my mother is a very very faithful person and so I think I take after her a lot and then so throughout high school and all that I just kind of the typical Utah Mormon experience seminary and all that And then once I got into college, I started taking an institute class in church history. And the teacher I had really opened my eyes to what the church was and what it is and how it works. And um, so along with that and then meeting um, friends in college who did question kind of opened up my faith experience to where... I was questioning things, and I did have a couple moments of what you would call like faith crises, but, but always I think that strong foundation in faith is what keeps me in the church, and, and so though I question things now, I still do have a testimony of the church, a very strong testimony of, of things that I believe to be core and central to the church, and um, also, I think I just have a tendency to believe. I mean, I like fairy tales, and I would like to believe that elves and hobbits are real, and there is such a place as Middle Earth. So I tend to kind of have those faith, belief, leanings, and now I'm just getting those, those questions coming, and I kind of have fun looking for answers. So,
0: so is Gollum a good guy or a bad guy?
1: Hmm... Can't tell you. You have to you have to figure that out for yourself.
0: <laughs> so, um, what were some of the things that you read or learned in church history that you uh, struggled with or had questions about or that caused you any uh, dissonance that you might have felt?
1: Um, I think, of course, a big one now is uh, things like Mountain Meadows Massacre. Just the basics, uh, you know, blacks in the priesthood, women in the priesthood. And just kind of thinking why, you know, why did those things have to work out in such a way that people were treated unfairly or... So I guess kind of this view of why can't everybody be treated fair and everybody be happy and why, you know, a church... The same questions that a lot of people have pretty much of why if this church is, you know, God's church, why does he allow for these things to happen?
0: And um, did you ever try and discuss the things you were struggling with with uh, leadership uh, in Sunday school and relief society? Um, how, what were your first attempts to try and explore these issues with friends or family?
1: Well I remember my talking to my mom first of all, and my mom um, was actually surprisingly very open to all of this and and was... Uh, was excited to hear me when I came back from class to be like mom did you know this or mom what about this and and she was very supportive in that and then she actually started taking the class with me and I remember our first experience in Sunday school where um, a certain topic came up and I kind of elbowed my mom like mom you should say you know something we had learned in class and so she did and I remember the teacher didn't he didn't outright say she was wrong but he didn't he just kind of glossed over it and moved on. Didn't really acknowledge what she had said. I don't think he knew how to handle it, which may have been unfair on our part to even bring it up. But, um, so I think, and that's been my experience since. If I ever do raise my hand and make a comment in Sunday School or Relief Society that isn't the norm, I guess, or, or kind of what people, what you expect in a certain lesson that, I get, I get mixed. I don't want to say people you know are angry at me or, or think I'm trying to cause trouble, but I just think that people just aren't used to handling the situation and, and don't know how to talk about it. So it's usually just, thanks for your comment, moving on. And so it's not really acknowledged, kind of a thing.
0: Does that leave you feeling bad? Or, or do you understand? Or wh- how do you feel after that type of experience?
1: It depends on, I guess, kind of my emotional attachment to whatever topic, there's times where I feel bad that someone skipped over what I said because to me I feel, you know, for me I feel like it's super important and this could this could change the way we live, this could change the way we treat other people. And so it, it's frustrating sometimes that people are so stuck in their ways, which has made me aware of, you know, being careful not to get stuck in my ways but so anyway there's times I felt bad and other times where I've I've been able to be more understanding and it's always nice to be able to come home and talk to my husband where I can kind of get all of that out and then he listens to me and can validate me and that sort of thing so it goes either way
0: so are there any topics within Mormon history or doctrine or culture that are of particular interest to you today? If so, what are they?
1: Uh, yes, obviously because I'm a woman, w- women's issues in the church are very important to me. Um, also issues with marriage and how marriages work and, and that union and what it really is. And um, those are the things that most interest me today and I also find are those very topics that if I comment on in church usually are the ones I feel bad about if people don't acknowledge them or, or, or I've actually had people say that I'm wrong on those, but I mean, so
0: what are some of the questions you've had about or the concerns or feelings or thoughts you've had about women or what's been your experience? Has it been a positive one? Has it been mixed? Has it been negative? Mm -hmm. Um, Are you happy with the status of women or the, your status uh, within Mormonism, the culture or the church, you know, talk a little bit about that.
1: Um, I I have mixed feelings with being a woman in the church. I definitely think that women aren't treated fairly. Um, I've discussed a lot with friends and and we question why it is that women aren't in a role where they are making decisions right along with the men. Um, That's a question to me and um, I also through experience have been um, in situations with other church members that were very offensive with with men I would say being sexually abusive but because and I think that's not just the church but it's it's a society as a whole but it's scary to me that it does exist in the church and and um, and so that you know I always say sexism is alive and a well and and well which is scary to me, and, um, and also just within marriage, how women are treated, and I think there have been tiny things, like there seems to be somewhat of a movement towards bringing women into more of an equal standing, but I feel like it's not even close to what it needs to be, and, um, and I think, I, I don't know. That's what I think on that for now.
0: <laughs> so how do you how do you cope with uh, these feelings that you have? I mean, how do you um, how do you stay at peace and and maintain a healthy, productive church relationship, feeling you know these things?
1: I think it makes a big difference for me to have a husband who is open to these sorts of things. I remember dating a guy in high school, and I brought up one of my questions concerning women in the church, and he. You know, got really angry at me and, and told me I should never, t- you know, discuss this sort of a thing. So it's made a big difference, I think, for me to have to be married to someone who's very open to these things and very understanding and that I can talk to. And in fact, he does more studying about it on the topic than I do just because he has more time. And so he gives me, you know, he'll review articles and things for me that I'm reading or books and we can talk about it. And it also makes so that it makes me feel okay that here's, you know, someone else who's strong in the church who is also having the same things. And also we have a lot of friends who have these same questions and we can meet together and kind of talk these things through, though we might, you know, none of us ever really come up with solid answers, but just to be able to talk to other members of the church about these things helps.
0: What um what are your sources for reading about women in the church and women's issues, yours
1: or your husband's? Um, There's lots. There's things within the church, um, things that have been written by church members, Um, so even down to Enzyme articles that are pretty basic, all the way to um, uh, there's a Methodist uh, woman who we like to read, Margaret Barker, who speaks a lot to women's issues and, and especially Old Testament type things, so we read a lot of that. And um, recently we've been reading some of Margaret Toscano's things that she's written in the past. So just, I mean, we kind of, from we get our sources from a variety of places.
0: Um, what is your, what are your favorite things about the church?
1: I love, I think, my most favorite thing about the church is the ritual and the temple ritual ritual I'm I'm a person who loves tradition I'm a person who loves the coming together of people and and so for me the temple ritual is this really sacred thing that I love to take part in and I love that coming together of people and that unity and that um, that same goal of, of trying to regain the presence of God in our lives, and, um, and I do even down, so even from the temple ritual, I do even love sort of the cheesy things of the church that have, in a sense, taken on ritual for me, you know, things that happen in like a young women's group, you know, like girls camp or something, something that happens every year, or every year you have the Christmas party, so I like that tradition and that ritual of the church
0: if uh if you had to paint um, a picture, kind of like Martin Luther King taking us to the mountaintop, of what you would hope for for the church in the future, any progress or change or um, just a vision of, of how you see the church being at its finest how would w- how would you paint that picture?
1: Um, I think it would be a church that was more open to discussion, and more willing to let more opinions come in and out, and and not that they have to adopt these opinions, but just I would like for the church to be able to create a, a space for people that they feel safe in expressing, you know, their truly their heart's desires, or their questions that they have, and just a place where people feel safe, where they feel welcome, where they feel they can be themselves and no one's going to um, to judge them on that and that even if the questions people are having or the desires people are having, if they go against church doctrine, at least allowing people to have open discussion about these things because for me in my questions in the church that's been essential In that I have people close to me who I can talk to and I, I think I would also, along those lines, seeing because I love rituals so much, I'd want the church to teach more in in our Sunday school, in our sacrament meetings, to talk more about these rituals, and I'd like more history given for those. And I'd like to know why we have these rituals, why they are important in our lives today, and um, and just and then along with that, my third thing I'll just say is just overall just more of a community where you, where we really are, in my opinion, when we speak of building the kingdom of God, I think of the kingdom as the people, because for me, I think you can't have a kingdom if there's no people, so for me, I'd want a community where we really are truly building the kingdom of God, which is, for me, building each other, rather than judging and tearing people down for opposing opinions or oddities that they may have.
0: Have you ever heard or, or read from Sunstone Magazine or Symposium or anything?
1: Um, I've read one article now from Sunstone and um, I went to part of a symposium, Sunstone Symposium, because a friend was speaking there and I only listened to her spot because that's all the time I had for, but that's my experience. What
0: was What was your experience with the article you read?
1: I, I liked it a lot. It rose a lot. It, it brought a lot of questions and there were some answers to some other questions I had been um, been asking. Um, there were some things in it that were, my husband and I have talked about, that we both agree were a little for a shock value that usually turns us off in anything, whether it's art or literature. We kind of just like things to be presented more straightforward and um, yeah.
0: What was your experience at the symposium?
1: I loved it. It was my friend who was speaking on Mormon activism at BYU and um, I actually, I was truly inspired by what she had to say. um, She had read a paper I had never read before so um, it really made a big difference and how i was approaching some questions and so i had a really good experience there
0: do you have any friends or types of friends uh you know in your age group that are struggling with their relationship in the church that are feeling ostracized or marginalized in any way you know if so what are what are what are these friends uh, experiencing and um What do you see as ways we could maybe help them?
1: Um, I think of one friend who struggles, who has struggled for years and years with depression, which led to him becoming suicidal and um, and then eventually leaving the church. And I think with all of the depression, and the things that he ended up doing he started to feel a lot of guilt and pressure from the church which I think is very common and unfortunately had friends who exacerbated that and and weren't true friends in in some of his darkest times but and I I see now he's friendly towards the church but does not want anything to do with it and it, it really breaks my heart and I And I think for him, if I could have some sort of conversation or if he could have the experience that I have had, that I've come to with with the guilt issue in the church of knowing that the only reason we are asked to repent is not so that we can be punished, but truly so that we can be healed. And the only reason we're asked to go confess to our bishop, in my mind, is so that we can have that burden lifted off of us and not so that we can go through some sort of penance and, and which I think naturally happens anyway to anyone who feels they have done wrong. You, you find your own way of doing your own sort of penance. And I think that for a lot of people that the judgments of the church just weigh on them so heavily that there's this guilt and, and this unworthiness. And I know that I've struggled with feeling unworthy in a lot of different ways, not to the extremities that my friend has, but I think I, w- I would that's the conversation and the things I would I would like for him to see in the church that it really is a church full of forgiveness and full of grace.
0: What are the pillars of your
1: faith? Okay, I feel like I have to number them but I won't. Um, I think the first thing, one of, well, the biggest pillar of my faith is my belief in the reality of the atonement and and that is by far one of my favorite things about the church is this idea of grace and forgiveness. And I personally believe in a lot more grace than maybe most Mormons do and maybe people would think that I shouldn't lean so much on grace, but I really do believe that that the atonement is what can heal us literally. Um, I think also another pillar of my faith is truly in the restoration and and studying what I have studied and seeing amazingly how it came to be, and, and feeling that I have had my own confirmation that the Restoration happened, that Joseph Smith did see God, and the Son, and a host of other people beyond the veil, um, and, and this is kind of and may perhaps an odd thing to label as a pillar of my faith, but I think it is, and, and that belief in knowing that there really, truly needs to be opposition in all things, including the church, including my relationships with people, including my, everything that happens in my everyday life, and knowing that that must be a part of my life, that I must experience good and bad. And so I would say those three things would be the main pillars of my faith.